You're listening to The Creators Channel. Hey everybody, Chris Kelly here with ProductionCrate.com on The Creators Channel. Today I am joined by Nick Sievert. Nick is the founder and CEO of Jenga FX, which you probably know for their incredible software, Embergen. Embergen is taking over. I'm seeing posts everywhere. People are completely mind blown by its abilities. So I knew I had to get Nick on the podcast. So Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I am uh, Nick Sievert, founder of Jenga FX, and uh, happy to be on here. Nick, can you tell me a little bit about, can you tell our viewers a little bit about what is, I, I want to start with Embergen, but I know Jenga FX has more tools, but let's start sure. with it. What is Embergen? So Embergen is a real-time volumetric fluid simulation plugin. Uh, and the, it is basically, it's our bread and butter, uh, our flagship product, <laughs> even though it wasn't our first product, uh, but it is kind of always what we wanted to release. And essentially, if you want explosions, fire, smoke, dry ice, you know, magic, anything along those lines, uh, Embergen can help you do it instantaneously instead of waiting, you know, 12 hours for a sim and render and a, and a separate tool out there. And so that's kind of the, the gist of what it does. It exports, you know, image sequences, flip books for games, VDB files, you know, really anything that you need uh, for, for production work. Yeah. So for a lot of the viewers, we have done simulation work, whether it's using something like Explosia FX or Turbulence FD, Fume FX, any of those. And they're all very, very powerful. But once you've kind of gotten used to the workflow and then suddenly you're introduced to Embergen and there's the real time component, it's just, it's like, how do we not have this before? Like, you know, like it's, it's impossible to want to use anything else over Embergen when Embergen is a possibility for the project. For sure. And you know, that's, that's, basically what I was thinking. So I've had the idea for Embergen since 2012 and I was actually using FumeFX and I hated it to put it nicely. (laughs) (laughs) This is not like I put it, I hated it. Um, And I was like, man, this is so slow. You know, why isn't this real time? Why can't it? Because I was working in games and all my tools were real time for games. I'm like, Mm -hmm. why can't this be real time too? And I'm like, it just seems, you know, naive that we're not utilizing the GPU. And so it took me a while to build a team and start a company and all that stuff. And I started it in 2016 and we started actually working on it in 2018. And so, you know, that, that same thought process behind it of, you know, why, why isn't it this fast? Why can't we have it this way? That's exactly why I started Jenga FX and started working on Imogen. So, yeah. So what is real time FX? Does it have to be like 30 frames per second to constitute as real time or 15 or? Yeah. So typically uh, 30 frames per second and, at least in my niche of games, whenever we speak about real-time VFX, games is real-time because it's, you know, at least 30 frames per second. You know, you're typically using 2D sprites instead of, you know, 3D volumes and things like that. Um, and then in terms of, of Imogen, we do strive to hit 30 frames per second, and that is what we would consider real-time. But depending on the size of your volume and stuff like that, you might be hitting, you know, 10 frames, 15 frames. But even then, it's still leagues faster than anything else out there. Um, and so hopefully we can have everything running at like 30 FPS inside the tool one day. Yeah. <laughs> I assume a lot of it's like uh, hardware limitations. You mentioned yeah. that GPU is 
GPUs are probably what enables you to do this to begin with, right? For sure. And so we it, uh, we almost barely utilize the CPU. It's all GPU, which that's the big difference with Embergen versus, say, FumeFX or Houdini is all those are mostly CPU solvers, and we do it on the GPU. And, of course, the, the, big, the big killer of our performance is memory bandwidth. So on the GPU, you have a certain amount of memory bandwidth that you can pass data back and forth, you know, throughout the rest of the computer. Mm-hmm. And... That right there is kind of our, our bottleneck. And the more bandwidth that we get from, you know, GPU manufacturers, the better Embergen will perform. Um, and so like the new uh, 3090 series and 3080s, uh, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, but they have really high bandwidth levels. And so the performance boost is intense <laughs> with, yeah. with, with those series of cards. So that's basically what it comes down to is memory bandwidth. Yeah, I've heard a lot of hype about the 3090s, and I guess they're they've been out of stock before, like in the first 10 minutes or something that they went on sale. Yeah. But yeah, I really love. I, I don't. I'm not much of a hardware guy, so I don't really understand all the technicals. But it definitely seems like the GPU integration into a lot of software has enabled like the next step in rendering, like Octane. Or yeah, for sure. even simulation work like Embergen. Uh, speaking of Octane, um, for those of you not familiar, Octane is an awesome, um, I guess I'd call it like real-time render, or at least real-time previewer with really high-quality sure. renders. Um, and you guys have some type of partnership going on with them. Can you give me a little detail on that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, with with Otoy, so the the people who make the uh, Octane, yep, mm-hmm. the creators of Octane. Uh, so we we partnered up with Otoy, and basically they came to us and said, "Hey, you know, we're creating this new ecosystem for plugins, and we want you guys to be the the first to kind of." you know, come in on this this thing that we're building. And essentially what it is, is they want to have uh, Embergen working basically in any other tool. So Houdini or 3ds Max, Maya, Cinema 4D, all those types of tools uh, through their, um, I guess they call it their render ecosystem is what they're calling it. Uh, I would think Sounds that's good. Least. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, basically uh, they branched off of our code and they they're calling it Embergen effects and so then that there is a version of Embergen that will run inside of those those other tools as a plug-in um, and that's that's basically the gist of our our partnership there and so is it going to be limited in any way like is it a light version nope full full-on version uh it's just the the thing is is that you'll buy it through otoy and and things like that um and it's just like we're, we're going to continue working on our standalone since that's our bread and butter. And we have, you know, lots of companies that we support and things like that uh, through our standalone. And then they're going to take it to the plug-in version. So it's kind of like same tool, but theirs is integrated into Octane. So it's, it kind of removes one step of exporting the VDBs. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, there is no export of VDBs for the, the plug-in version, uh, at least whenever it's finished. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically the, the gist of it. Yeah, removing one... Not, I wouldn't call it a major step, but a pretty big sure. step. Yeah, and, a pretty big step. Yeah, accelerating the whole rendering process a bit faster. Yep. So rendering is um, very useful for visual effects artists, but I know you guys are also very focused and loved in the game industry. Do you ever sure. feel torn between like trying to support both the gaming and the visual <laughs> effects industry? A little bit. Um, and so it's something that we're, we're working on like right now. Uh, the thing is, is like we have 
premium support for the game industry right this second. You know, think of a major studio, they're probably using Embergen, is the way I like to put it. Um, so lots of major game studios have adopted us. There's games coming out, so like Metro Exodus that used Embergen. Um, and so, you know, there are games out there that are starting to come out or that are announced that are using Embergen in, in professional production. Um, and so, you know, we have the right pipeline, the right people, you know, the right contacts, everything for that. Uh, and whenever it comes to film, that's, that's like partially why we wanted to work with Otoy is because they can kind of help us get into that motion graphic sector at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like on our end with the standalone, that's where we'll focus on like major feature films and things like that with the standalone version. Um, and so, but we, we are kind of torn between it because we have to, we have to prioritize features because it's like, well, the game industry, they're the ones who pay our paychecks essentially because they're the ones buying it. And then there's all the motion graphics and film uh, studios who are like, hey, you know, we, we really want this thing, but we need animated meshes and camera imports and all this other stuff. And so now that we've got the, the game industry like locked down and, and they're happy with the tool set as it is, mm-hmm. um, and of course we are improving it. Um, we are working on camera imports, which we just got in a couple weeks ago, and that's going to be released here soon. We're also working on animated meshes, backplate imports, and a number of things. So we, we have been like divided for over a year, and we said, okay, we should just focus on games. And then film people were like, hey, we want VDBs. We want this. We want that. We want this. We want that. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we we understand. And so we're 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 headed towards film now, uh, now that we got the the game stuff situated. So. Yeah, we, we were torn up for, for quite a while, but thankfully we're focusing on the, the film's needs too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I've seen that you guys have a public roadmap where people can stay up to date with the releases you guys are planning or new features you're adding. Um, Alembic Imports is a big one. You mentioned animated cameras. I think you guys released some FBX import abilities. I think it was yep. bone only, like not mesh, right? Something like that. Yeah, so like right now you can... You can only import like a static FBX or OBJ file. Uh, so it doesn't move. It's not animated. There's no bones or anything like that. But in the next version, the version that has the camera imports, uh, you can import bone transform data. And so then you can plug in like, like you won't have an animated mesh, but you could potentially use our primitive system to attach primitives to the bones and mm-hmm. make something animated and move around and all that stuff and have you know, flying debris as long as you parent a shape to a bone or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, not ideal, <laughs> but it's a it workaround. Yeah, it is a step in the right direction. And so that, that kind of stuff is. Yeah, I see it as a good sign at in a way, right? Like you've already made this tool that people are so hyped about that they are like requesting every conceivable little feature to just try and make it like the ultimate perfect tool that does everything. So the fact that it already is like a real time fluid simulator should be plenty by itself. But yeah, yeah, it's like, we need this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, a little overwhelming. Such is such is the uh, the nature of software development, right? <laughs> so you know, typically we say if somebody requests it once, then you know it might be worth looking into, but probably not. Mm-hmm. If it gets requested five times, we should really start listening. And if it's over ten times, then we have a serious feature we need to implement. And I will say that like animated meshes and camera imports have been requested well over a thousand times. Wow! So much so that I made a website called "Does Embergen Have Animated Meshes Yet?" dot com. You go to it and it says no. <laughs> and so that's how many times it gets requested. At least that's five hilarious. times a day at this point. So yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll keep refreshing it until it says yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Have it be your home page on your browser. Definitely. So yeah. Um, uh, we love Embergen here. We've used it in a couple of our projects, creating some visual effects, downloadable assets for it. So for us, uh, you know, when we do some type of promo or production, it would be nice to have the animated mesh abilities and moving camera, but it's not really our end goal for the most part. So sure. For us, yeah, everything's great. Uh, what other big features can you tell us about that you guys are at least tempted to go in or considering going in? Yeah, so uh, right now we're actually working on a brand new UI rewrite. So UI code from scratch. So we built our UI that we have now and it's kind of a wireframe. We hired a professional designer named Vitaly and he's, he's great. Um, and so we're having a professionally designed UI, recoding it from scratch, you know, making it more performant. Uh, like right now, I think our UI takes like eight milliseconds to draw, which is a huge hit on performance, believe mm -hmm. it or not. And um we got it down to like half a millisecond with this new UI. Uh, so full new UI redesign. We've got sparse uh, simulations coming up so that you don't have a bound limitation, essentially, hmm. uh, within reason, at least, your VRAM. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so uh, you will be able to have explosions and they're not hitting the bounds or anything like that. So we're doing a lot of research on that front right now. Wow. Um, and then... Uh, that's that's about all I can talk about for the second. Those yeah. are pretty good. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty good things. And so, but definitely, the the U the UI rewrite is the thing that I'm I'm the most excited about because I mean it takes Embergen from like this is a really cool tool mm -hmm. and it's kind of nifty to this is a professional grade product and like it's it's so easy it's so fast it's so streamlined and clean and it's just going to change everything for the better. I'm I'm super excited. Wow. For it. Yeah, I'm pumped too. So you, you're pretty good about releasing stuff. I feel like it's got to be like probably on average once a month that I see a new beta or new version coming out. Is that because you want feedback from the community or you just, you want to get like, once it's done, you want to get it out there and, and keep that cycle going. So it's more, we want to get feedback from the community or probably a bit of both. You know, we, we want continual updates to show that we're continually updating the software. Uh, unfortunately with this UI rewrite <laughs> updates are kind of going to become sparse for a little bit, you know, for better lack of words. Um, just because once we're shifting our code to that code base, it needs to be done before it's released. And uh, it's going to be huge. I mean, this, this, this big update that we're planning and we'll probably jump a few version numbers or probably like Embergen 0 0.7.5 or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's going to have animated meshes, camera imports, sparse textures, you know, the brand new UI, basically everything everyone's been asking for and then some. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, that's, it's kind of the, the thing that's coming up. And so, you know, just being patient and, you know, doing the code day by day. And so um, we just, we have a total of 10 people on our team now. And so we've been wow. hiring quite a bit uh, for, for a company of our size. So I think we brought in six people just this past month. So Whoa. yeah, <laughs> we're expanding quick to, to get all this stuff done. So did you fund this out of pocket? Is this bootstrapped? Yes. And you're generating enough Revenue to hire the team members that quickly, yep. six in the last month. Yep. Congratulations. For sure. That is yeah, I, I, I started this, maxed out my credit cards. I uh, had to get a job for a while to, you know, pay off my debts and just live while yeah. I was building Jenga FX. And uh, it paid off. Seriously. That's <laughs> all, all I can say. And so, yeah, you know, we're, we're profitable. We have more than enough money to pay the people that we 
we've hired and all that stuff. And so never taking a dime of investor money. And that's the way that I like it. You know, I, yeah. I didn't want to meddle with any of that stuff. No one to answer to able to kind of make your own decisions. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very good call. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Double, yeah, like you. more than doubling your team in the last month is a mind blowing leap. So yeah, I mean, for anyone listening or watching, if you haven't seen Embergen, like that success by itself should be enough for you to go check it out. Um, I love Embergen. Obviously, we've been talking about this whole time, but as you mentioned, Jenga FX isn't just Embergen. You've got um, Vector Agent, I think is your, is that your only other product up right now? Yeah, so right now we just have uh, Embergen and Vector Agent. And Vector Agent is mainly a games-focused tool, but it does work with Embergen. Um, and so it just creates like velocity fields or flow fields, vector fields, whatever it is, the terminology you, mm-hmm. you like to use. So it's just a box full of vectors, and then the vectors tell particles or whatever where to go. Um, and so you can import those vector fields into Embergen and create like custom noise fields or you know force fields, whatever. Um, and that's kind of how it works. Um, and we actually just updated Vector Agent for like the first time in over a year and added spline support. So you can create splines and create, you know, custom fields and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, use, it's a nifty little product. It's very cool. I use X particles a lot. I'm a C4D user and yep. um, it, it looks similar to like the XP flow field, which you're probably sure. familiar and that, with. And that that's exactly what it is, is mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, very, very powerful and cool. I'm wondering... Obviously, you mentioned you've only updated it once recently. There's all the hype behind Embergen. That's probably where you're getting most of your revenue to expand your team. For sure. Do you feel like you're like, you've got, (laughs) how do I say this? You've got like the golden child and then you've got the the other one the, and the, it's like yeah, yeah. and you you love yeah. them both and you're like no like look this you know the little he's he's cool too but everyone wants ember gen are you yeah. gonna keep trying to support both or are you gonna yeah for sure and you know the main thing is is you know ember gen is the the money maker so to speak so that right. is where we pour all of our resources yeah um and like if there's anything that pops up like a serious bug or something with vector agent you know we try and fix it or patch it or whatever um but like at this point vector agent like it's mostly finished, right? And it's kind of hard to say about software, but it's mostly done. Only thing we'd want to do in the future is just like redo the UI so that it matches the new Embergen UI whenever we get that finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much a, a finished product. Um, and it does exactly what it's supposed to do, just a small nifty tool to drive GPU particles and games is kind of the, the gist. Um, but yeah, I do feel that way sometimes about, ah, uh, you know, Imogen is our, our prodigal son, so to speak. Um, and I wonder how that's going to be when we release our other tools. So we have plans for, um, you know, simulating destruction in real time so that you can bake it out and put it into other yes. tools. Um, and then also liquids. And so those are going to be two separate tools. Mm-hmm. And that's where like buying our suite comes in. So if you buy our suite, then you'll get those tools for free in the future. And you won't pay anything extra other than what you're already paying. Is the suite so, going to be, if you're allowed to, if you're able to talk about this, is the suite going to be like um, an annual subscription kind of thing, like an yeah, Adobe system? So already on our website, it's called the Jenga FX okay. suite. And that comes with Vector Agent and Embergen. And mm-hmm. then whenever we add in our additional tools, you'll just, it'll just pop in and you'll have access to it. And so it'd be, it'd be awesome. And we hope to have Liquid Gen, probably sometime end of next year or mm-hmm. early 2022 sounds far away, but it's not, <laughs> you know, um, it'll, it'll come up before you know it. And uh, that's kind of the, the plans. And then for the destruction thing, it's 
can't say much. <laughs> Destruction thing, um, is that going to be mostly like rigid body type simulation? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, breaking wood or collapsing buildings or, or whatever. We think that we can do it pretty fast and, and we, have, we have some pretty good ideas for it. I oh, think man. it'd be a really cool tool, especially yeah, for me, with like Ambergen or something like that. It'd be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Intense. For me, like if I had like Embergen for my smoke and fire and I had a real time for my rigid body simulations, I'd be set. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd use much other software at that point. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the plan. You know, we're, we're going to hit at it hard whenever the time comes. <laughs> yeah. So what were you doing before you started Jenga FX? Uh, so I was working in various startups, kind of like as an, an entrepreneur. So that's kind of what I've wanted to do uh, for quite some time. Um, and before that, just, you know, various odd jobs, like, you know, I used to work at McDonald's and, you know, UPS delivering boxes and mm-hmm. uh, machine shop and things like that. And uh, on the side, I always did visual effects. Uh, so, you know, I, I did freelance VFX for quite a while. And I've been doing visual effects for games since 2007. And so uh, I wasn't very good in 2007, but that's when I started, right? <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, just worked on like Half-Life mods and stuff like that uh, at the time. And that's kind of how I got my start. Um, and probably the the biggest thing that I worked on was called No More Room in Hell. And it was a, a Half-Life 2 mod, uh, Total Conversion 1 quite a few like awards from like PC gamer and modeb.com and you know mod of the year and all that stuff. And so that was like my big like taste of success. And during that time I was using Fume FX and I was like, God, I need I need something faster than this. And that's whenever like my business ideas started up and you know I said, well, I don't really know how to start a business. And so uh, actually I moved to New Mexico um, to learn from a guy that I met on the internet, as crazy as that sounds. Mm-hmm. And he taught me a lot about business and worked in some of his startups and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that's kind of the, the gist. So I'm a bit all over the place on, in terms of jobs, but, um, while I was working on Jenga FX, I was actually working as a VFX artist professionally at a, a game studio called Funcom. And so mm-hmm. they made like Conan Exiles, Secret World Legends and, and stuff like that. Very cool. Do you know if they're using Embergen at all? <laughs> We did use Embergen. Uh, so the cool oh, thing, did? yeah, you the had cool it thing was running when you were working there, right? Yeah. So before before Embergen was even like publicly available, I was using it in production at Funcom, and so that was the cool thing about it is they knew that I had my own company. They knew that what I, what my end goal was eventually to leave and whatnot. But I said, hey, you know, let me work there. I'll test my tools and I'll create kick-ass visual effects for you. I guarantee it. And you know that's kind of the arrangement that we had. And I'm, I'm very thankful that, that they let me do that, which is pretty unheard of, but they let me do it. And um, yeah, so we got to use Embergen in, in some of their games. So it's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to talk about, I was listening to, you had a live stream a couple of days ago, I think probably pr- pretty recently. And you mentioned something kind of offhand about people complaining about Embergen, not necessarily users who just want all the features, but some people who I think, I think this happens anytime there's a new tool that hits the industry, there's something where they they don't give it the validation right away. What What is going on there? Yeah, so there, there's, you know, I'll, I'll call them out Houdini fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's, that's kind of the justice. You know, there's Houdini fanboys out there or fangirls and they, uh, they just, they love to talk crap on the internet about stuff. And it's not just Houdini. It, it can be other users too, but 
primarily them because it's in Houdini groups that this happens. And, uh, you know, they say, ah, you know, Imogen can't do X, Y, Z. It can't create like a, a big hero explosion with 16 billion voxels and, you know, whatever. And like, that's not particularly what our target is. You know, we don't like, you can't even store that much in, in memory. Like I think with 24 gigabytes and 3090, you can store like 3.6 billion voxels or something. So, you know, it's just like r- ridiculous requests on, and and comparisons like you can't really compare the two tools because right. I, I like to say that Houdini is like the entire kitchen and we're just the sharpest set of knives, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's that's kind of the, the gist, you know, we don't do everything. We just do explosions and smoke and fire. And, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, the quality is not as good. And so one thing that I addressed on the stream that we did is that uh, the reason they think that that the quality isn't good because the quality is great if mm-hmm. you know what you're doing with Imogen. But the thing is, is we have this default preset and it's really ugly, but it's really ugly on purpose because that's just like median values for all the settings. And we don't really want to, you know, turn on anything too advanced because then you might go, why, why isn't this performing like I want it to? So people base all their stuff off of this default preset and it's really ugly. And a lot of the results aren't good, to be honest, uh, in some cases. And so we say, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to have a really, really good default preset, you know, like raging fire, raging smoke plume, like it Mm -hmm. looks excellent. And we want people to base it off of that. And so it has good shading, it has good motion, good everything. Right. In, and then we'll probably start seeing things in the community that are are looking a little bit better um, in in terms of that stuff. And so, uh, and it's like, People, whenever they try and do like a serious project and things like that, or like a, a cool demo or something for like Instagram, 99% of the results look awesome. But I think that the the people, they get really dissuaded because they're like, look, I'm playing with Embergen and they're just moving the default preset around. Right. And, you know, you know, it's like, well, I made the preset, so I think I can say it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, uh, you know, and like, it is amazing. It's just, it's not shaded right and things like that. So I'm trying to fix it. But that's kind of where I think it all stems from of mm-hmm. why why these these people complain. I think part of it too is there's this some people. I, I think if you work in visual effects or gaming industry, you have to be willing to adapt to different tools, especially different tools that can maybe achieve similar things, but might be right for different projects. If you're on a time crunch, you're not going to be able to simulate this giant thing and tweak it indefinitely. But yeah. if you're able to jump into Embergen and get it. of the way there and it looks awesome and you get it done on time. That's perfect. But I think some people are like, Hey, I dedicated like 15 years to learning Houdini. No, Houdini is, that's the only way to do it. So it's like, they're a little stuck in the rut there. You know, I think that that's, that's a lot of what it is too. But, um, I've, I actually, I screen captured most of the comments that I could find like that recently. And I'm putting them in a trailer video for our big UI update type build that we're doing and uh basically we're gonna we're gonna address yeah we're gonna address every comment that they made with this trailer and so incredible resolutions incredible shading incredible rendering you know basically to say look we we know what we're doing this shit is awesome. <laughs> this is basically Dude, what is Nick, I love that idea, man. That's so, <laughs> so like in your face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll blur out the name so that people can. Totally, totally. Yeah. You'll whatever, be like, but. this is their address. This is yeah. their address. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's what we're doing. And like the little like mock-up that I have right now of the, the trailer is, is so sick. <laughs> it's, it's really awesome. Nice. So, it, it's going to be nice, man. 
you know, I, I take it all in good fun because a lot of what they're doing is they're saying, hey, you know, it's not good enough for me yet. And so we want to get to that point where it is good enough for them, even if they're kind of hating on it. You know, that's okay. My, my favorite comment that I read was, um, the devil is in the details and Imogen has none. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, okay. I'm I'm going to show you guys. Yeah. I'm going to show you what's up. So, you yeah, know, that's a good funny. sign. Yeah. A little competitiveness just gives you a little fire and gets you moving. For sure. Yeah. So with all these updates and all the hype and the team exploding, I feel like you have to be working some pretty long days. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Do you feel like uh, your life work life balance is pretty good? Yeah. Uh, I don't work weekends anymore. Uh, Congratulations. I, I, I used to work weekends for like, almost the past four years mm-hmm. and over the past couple of months I said, you know what, I'm just not working weekends anymore. And so if we have support emails, I'll just wait till Monday, typically. Unless it's something like really important, like I'll check my email or something. But uh for the most part, just try and live my own life on the weekends, you know. But so you gotta do it. You know, but like during a weekday, you know, I guess since I'm kinda of running the startup and all that stuff, then it's like, you know, I'll get up at, you know, say eight o'clock or something, nine o'clock in the morning and and work from then all the way till, you know, six or seven at night and then answering support requests as the night goes on or something. But um, I have a pretty good work-life balance. I think I'm, I'm a lot happier now that I've kind of split up my time and uh, I've actually been filling my weekends with, with flying uh, FPV drones. It's my, it's my hobby right now. And so I love just zipping around on this thing. So nice. Yeah. Are you, compositing explosions into any of them and <laughs> you know i, I had the, had that exact thought yesterday i was like you know it'd be really cool if i was going down the yard and like uh composite a bunch of like bullet impacts and stuff like that as if i was yeah. on like a strafing run and i was like man you know i don't know how to edit for film like that but i could probably learn and say it'd be really cool. it out, yeah it could, could be really cool if i if i did something like that so totally yeah that's awesome yeah it's good to hear that you found like a work-life balance and take weekends i used to kind of do the same where i'd work seven days a week and feel like the work suffered and my management suffered and my ideas and innovation suffered and then the second i kind of gave my my brain a little time to relax and took weekends to explore do whatever everything everything was better i feel like there's this weird misconception where the best entrepreneurs do the job 12 hours a day, seven days a week. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I, I have to say, I, I really dislike the, uh, the, the hustle culture as you would, as some people like to call it, right. Where you, know, you got to hustle, 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 work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. If you don't, your competitors are catching up to you, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Some of it is true probably about the competitors part, but you know, as long as you're like 30 steps ahead of them, then <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. You know, you got to be strategic about everything. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm not really into that type of culture. I think it's really destructive. And I think yeah. that um, it ends up harming a lot of people. Um, and so it, it is sad that a lot of that stuff is, you know, perpetuated whenever it's like, man, like, I mean, on most days, like I might get like, say six hours of really good working and the rest is just like menial stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like even on like a day where I get only four hours of like really meaningful work in, like that is, is enough, right. It's good enough. And so, you know, just, totally. just my philosophy now, you know, manana, <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Kind of thing. I think, I think that's a much healthier way of looking at it. I think the fact that 
you're bootstrapped and you didn't take funding from elsewhere lets you do that. I, there's not the pressure coming from above from where the money's coming from to like do that. You don't owe it to anybody to like, you know, put on appearances. You're, you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it for your user base. Yep. And you know, the, the thing is, is it's like, as long as I can take care of my employees and their families, that's yeah. good enough for me. Right. And that's, that's kind of my, my main goal, which is, it's pretty daunting to, to be in that role where it's like, Oh, all my decisions affect, you know, all these people's lives. It's not just my employees, but their families too. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's like, you know, say 30 people under me since we have 10, you know, it's like, there's a bunch of people that, that my decisions affect. And so, you know, despite like the minor stress of that, like it's really fun, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything. For sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seems like an awesome job. Um, is there a fear, like an existential fear of a competitor showing up or pushing you guys out at all? Sometimes. Um, but, uh, you know, all I can really say is that we, we worry about ourselves, right? We have a very unique offering. And even if another competitor came up, they probably won't understand the problem like we do. And they won't have the passion that we do about how that we go about things and our method for programming and how we, you know, optimize and, you know, go for speed and performance and everything like that. Like a lot of programmers out there, they just really don't give a shit, I guess, for lack of better words. Like that's the only thing I can really think of. So a lot of them just don't really care. And, you know, they just want it to work, but they don't really care about it being fast because the industry is used to just waiting anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even if they do come up with a real time tool, you know, who's to say that it won't be completely convoluted in the workflow or whatever. Um, and so, you know, it's, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, I, I think that, you know, uh, we've definitely upset, uh, the, the Titans of the industry or the giants in the industry, you know, uh, it's an overused term, but I mean, yeah. disruption is like a great, um, like signal of a successful company. Yeah, because because now everybody's like, well, why isn't this real time, Houdini? How come you can't do this <laughs> yeah. real time? Shut up, blah blah blah, blah, blah <laughs> right? You know, and um, it, I don't know. It's just funny that that our software is kind of what's used. You know, we're just just a small little company, and we just came in and said, hey, like this stuff is possible. We don't know where you're not why you're not doing it yet, so we're going to do it. And yeah, you know, I, it's it's it's, it's cool interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a good question of why a lot of these other companies haven't maybe adapted as fast, but I think part of it is like when you're running such a big ship, you can't just change course that quick. Exactly. And, and the, the big thing about, you know, our, the competing tools out there is that, you know, they're built on like 30 years of code and because Houdini has been around for a really long time to my mm-hmm. knowledge, I think since like the eighties and, you know, or late eighties. And so, you know, they've been around for a really long time and their code base is gigantic and they can't just, you know, pivot on a dime like we can. Um, and so I think that like they'll eventually catch up to some degree, but then you still have the problem of, Oh, well now I have to learn Houdini, which is just a, which that's the biggest problem that they face is just because the tool is just so difficult, you know, whereas you jump in Embergen and like literally within five minutes, you can have something that you want as long as you have a general understanding of fluid sims. Mm-hmm. 
And if you don't have a general understanding, we have over a hundred presets that you can open. And one of them is bound to be what you're looking for. Yeah. And, preset library is insane. Like I, yeah. <laughs> as an artist, I'm like, I want to build something from scratch to some extent, just to like learn the thing and have it my own. But as I'm going through your preset list, I'm like, well, they've already made this and they've made that already. And it looks great. Like, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to just like do the copy paste thing, but for sure. Really and so then you can go in, you know, tweak the noise settings, tweak the buoyancy, tweak a little bit of things here and there, and you've got a totally different sim. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like, I think that like in the end, we want over 300 presets and we're going to have them all categorized. So we've got, you know, explosions and nukes and, you know, steam vents and particulates and whatever, right. Mm -hmm. We're going to have everything categorized and, and all that stuff. And it's going to be a really awesome library for you to kind of dig into and say, Hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? Oh, they have an example for pretty much everything that, that we could want. Um, and so, yeah, I think my, my goal is like 300. And wow. so I'm the one who, awesome. who, who does all the presets right now. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love them, man. They're great. Huge variation in there. Exactly. Yeah. I think so for any Houdini users that are listening, I don't think Nick is saying like, Embergen is trying to replace Houdini because Houdini is certainly not. Yeah. That's yeah not it's a, it's a yeah. huge, you can do so much in it and it's 3d software, but you can use them in tandem, right? You can yeah. create a simulation, import the VDBs into Houdini if you want and you yeah. know, use them together. So yeah, absolutely. And, and whenever we have like our VDB importer, you could do Sims and Houdini and then render it in Embergen if you want to render it much faster for compositing and, and all that stuff. So we're going to have, uh, some some really cool stuff, and and a lot of people do use Embergen in place of Houdini Solver, and then import everything back into Houdini. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we have quite a few users that do that. And you know, like that's the thing is we we respect all the tools out there. You know, I I I like to have healthy competition between Absolutely. everybody. You know, and you know I, I might you know say some things here and there, but it's all in in good intentions. I think. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? And you want you want to provide your user base with the best possible tool. Like that's exactly. what it comes down to. Yeah. And so that's exactly what it comes down to. It's just like, well, you know, I, I think that, that our tool can be number one and, you know, I'll do anything it takes to get, get to number one at that point. And so, you know, for, for games, we're definitely already there. I mean, so many studios have, you know, opted to use Embergen over any other tool out there. Yeah. And now we just got to do the same for film and, and motion graphics. And so, you know, it's, which that's a, a much larger market. And so like we're, we're really excited for the future and, and hopefully we can expand bigger and, and all that stuff. My, my end goal is to be like enterprise level uh, mm -hmm. type company. You know, I, I'd love to have a lot of employees and a lot of different tools and, you know, just have huge, huge team. It'd be, I think it'd be really fun. <laughs> what's, what's the move to get, uh, bigger name studios to start using the tool? Are you going to directly contact them and just be like, hey, here's a license, give it a shot, you're going to love it? Yeah, so the the funny thing is, is like most major film studios, they've already contacted us. We're already talking with them and there are a couple, I won't name them publicly, but there are a couple really big ones that have actually purchased Embergen and they're already testing it and stuff. Um, and so they're trying to use it in production, just seeing, you know, where it, where it stands in the production pipeline. Um, but really the, the next, the next big move is to give them the features that they need, the, the camera imports, the animated meshes, you know, various compositing tools and things like that. And once we get that stuff in, and basically this new UI build that we're doing is kind of the, we're, we're calling it like a, 
a re-envisioning of Embergen or a rebrand. Uh, so we're going to have like new logos and new UI, just everything. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're rethinking our, our whole strategy of how we acquire customers and teach them the software and, and everything like that. And so, um, you know, finding the customers is not the problem. The, no. the problem is just the, the feature set that we need to get them on board. So our foot's already in the door with a lot of these companies. It's just, they need stuff that we don't have yet. And so that, that's our next big power move. And so finally, I'm so happy to say that we're finally working on animated meshes. <laughs> it's, it's about time. Um, so yeah, you know, eventually that, that website that I mentioned, it'll say yes on it. You know, it's just a matter of time. Dude, that's so funny that you made that website. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I say it's the best nine ninety nine I've ever spent. Like straight up. It was, it was really good. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it got shared quite a bit and all that stuff throughout our, our community. And so I bet it was great. <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, a lot of games have used your stuff. Can you give us uh, a couple of the big names that you're like very proud of that have used your content? Yeah, so the the only two names that I can give publicly right now is uh, Metro Exodus, and I think they used it on their Sam Story DLC, which was a, a pretty big DLC that they did. And so a lot of the fire and explosion stuff that they did in that that was um, uh, was used with Embergen mm-hmm. uh, or made with Embergen rather. And then uh, Postscriptum, which is made I think by the same studio as Squad, and if not, uh, it's made. Oh, no, because it's made by Periscope Games, which I don't think is the same people as Squad. It might be like a branch of them or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't quite remember. But anyway, Postscriptum, uh, big game. They they used our, our tool as well. Um, and then there are titles that are absolutely gigantic in the games industry that are can't using it. Can't say Emerson quite too. yet. Yeah, can't say quite yet. You know, yeah. got to get permission for that kind of stuff. But Totally. Um, we'll circle back in like a year yeah, or something. Really, yeah. and, and so that's, that's, that's kind of the one of the bad things about the software dev stuff is that dude, same with production create. Like people are like, you know, has your stuff been used in any major feature films? And I won't be like, yeah, but I can't, I can't say what, because we had to sign this like NDA and this like no publicity agreement and all this stuff, which yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, some studios like they're really open about it and, and cool about it. And other ones are like, eh, you know, let's just, yeah. keep it on the on the lowdown and and that's kind of like the downside is like we want to show like all this awesome stuff that and all these awesome studios that are using it um but just getting the permission to do so is so difficult yeah. what you and need to like, do is yeah. um anytime people use embergen you have all these hidden little watermarks in the pixels so when people <laughs> zoom in tight enough they just see the embergen logo <laughs> yeah, right and so it's uh you know it's it's kind of interesting and I hope that like, as we get bigger, we'll be able to use like customer logos and stuff. And so, you know, like I said, the one thing I can say is like, think of the biggest game companies, they use Embergen. That's awesome. That's a good clean way of saying it. Yeah. That's a clean, non-legally binding way to say that. (laughs) Yes, they use our tool. (laughs) That's great. Um, Yeah. I, I love where you guys are going. I love all the success so far and I'm excited to see it continuously growing. So Nick, we just have a couple speed questions for you. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is your favorite software other than Embergen or any, any Jenga effects? I should clarify. Unreal Engine 4. Oh, by cool. far. I mean, I, I love Unreal Engine 4. And uh, if I had to go with a tool that's different than that, then probably Photoshop. I, I use Photoshop day in, day out. It's, a really useful tool, you know, so unreal or Photoshop, but 
skewing towards Unreal because yeah. it's just so so awesome. And when so the I, I don't I've never made a game before. I don't really know much about it, and I've never used Unreal. Although all the hype around Unreal Five is making me okay. Eventually, yeah, I'll get yeah. into it. What? How? How do you use? Embergen assets inside of Unreal. Do you have to create like image sprites, or are you able to do VPs? Yeah. Or yeah, so so you do uh, you do a flipbook is what it's called, or you know a texture atlas, and it just has basically your image sequence, but it's lined up into one texture mm-hmm. with you know each frame, you know subsequently going to each row and column. Put in your shader and the particles with two D sprites, they can display that information, play it back at a certain speed, and all gotcha. that stuff. And that's kind of how you how you get it in. And you just do like like an auto orient towards camera, so you're kind of like faking a 3D kind of yeah. thing. And that's how all games works. Is there's actually a video out there. I think it's called uh, "Explosions in Games or Lies." And so if you want to learn about oh, the cool. the um, the ins and outs of how it works, then I think that's a really good video for you to watch. Is uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I love the. I feel like. The lies are important. Lies are how lies are shortcuts. That's how you're able to achieve this very cool looking thing, but you're not doing it like the real way. There's no exactly. real explosion in the game that's gonna make it lag to like 0.5 frames a second. Yeah, and you know one one fun tip or or you know just one fun fact I guess about video game production is typically visual effects. So all the explosions, all the smoke, fire, bullets, blood, everything, it has to fit within a budget of two milliseconds, which is extremely small for a budget and so it's incredible what these games can do you know especially like the battlefield series and and all that stuff i mean it's just crazy the scale of things and how great it looks um and it's all just a bunch of camera facing sprites (laughs) that's like that's crazy man so yeah yeah it's some serious optimization going on there um if you had to sorry one second uh, if you had to walk six feet over hot coals barefoot or six miles in Antarctica with whatever the best cold weather clothing you have in your closet right now, uh, which would you choose? I would do Antarctica, honestly. You think? I don't you have like a really nice feet. winter coat? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I have I have a pretty good pretty good winter coat, I think. Um, and as long as somebody's, really cold. as somebody's meeting me at the other end, you know. That's you true. Didn't, you yeah. didn't specify the time That's, in Antarctica, yeah. right? It could be the summer, so. I don't even know if it out. changes that much. It <laughs> might be like a one degree change. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a good choice. Yeah. At least you'll still have your feet, probably. Yeah. Unless probably. you get Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll just lose my feet entirely, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who knows? It probably hurts less <laughs> losing it to frostbite. Yeah. Um, if Embergen could have been used in any movie that's already out, could go way back to the beginning of film or all the way up to any movie released of the few movies released in 2020, what movie would you have liked to see Embergen used in? Armageddon. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one with um, uh, Ben Affleck and, and that stuff. So yeah, you know, the, Definitely. I think the meteors like going to like New York city and just blowing up all the buildings and you know, all the asteroids and all that stuff. Like I, I would like to see. That would be like the whole Embergen reel right there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Very good choice. Um, what is your favorite candy bar? Ooh, uh, I think I think my favorite candy bar is probably a payday. So it's like you know peanuts and like really soft caramel. caramel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Very gosh. basic. It's, it's like very two basic. ingredients. Yeah, two ingredients. Um, but if I had to go like. Uh, more candy than um, like a sea salt dark chocolate. I mean, it's just, it's still mm-hmm. basic, you know, basic ingredients, but that's my thing. It's either sea, sea salt dark chocolate bar or uh, a payday candy bar. Yeah. 
Very those, nice. those are my go-tos. The salty. Yeah, you like yeah the salty. salty. Right, it's got to be salty. <laughs> uh, are you playing any video games right now? Absolutely. I play video games all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, my, my main one is Hearthstone. Uh, I play a lot of Hearthstone. I think I've seen uh, ads mainly, for that. Yeah, mainly the new uh, Battlegrounds mode that they have where it's like eight people versus uh, each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played that a lot. Um, I play a little bit of Counter-Strike. Uh, and then also I've been playing a little bit of Rust as well. I used to play Rust a lot, but... I'm getting back into it a little bit. Not and familiar then, with Rust. Is that was uh, an RPG or first-person no, shooter? It's like, a, it's like a massively multiplayer online first-person survival game where you what? build your own bases and like you raid each other's bases and there's just like 250 people per server and things like that. Wow. It's just crazy. And like it spans over like a whole month is or a week is the, the wipe time for mm-hmm. it. So it's just crazy. Crazy game. You should look it up. It's, yeah, it sounds awesome. It's very time consuming, though, so that's why I don't play it much. Because <laughs> yeah. you, know, you need to be like on top of it all the time. They even have an app to let you know when your base is getting raided or whatever. So, oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, it's like watch it being raided like right now while I'm in this call. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, and then the last one that I play, so I have like four games right now. And the last one is BeamNG, which is like a, it's like a driving game, but the crash physics are like as realistic as they can get. Cool. And so it's like full, you know, rigid body deformation and stuff like that. And Is it like one of those like all the time. Tra- training to drive or training to race kind of things where it's um, kind of more of a simulator? It's more just like straight up vehicle simulator, like, mm. you know, trucks, cars, race cars, anything really. And it's just open world. You just kind of do what you want to do. And it's, it's a really cool game. Yeah. sounds sweet. Are you playing all these on your computer? Yeah. I'm a P- was, PC gamer. PC gamer. I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> if you were using like any console and not your system, I'd be. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of comments on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, straight straight PC. And I will say one more thing. I, I want to get back into Battlefield. Uh, yeah, I've I've been meaning to re-download that and hop back in like Battlefield Five or something like that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. A lot of catching up to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you could have any non-existent fantasy animal. As a pet, and like it'd be totally tame. What pet would it be? A jackalope. A jackalope. Yeah, really. Like the, the bunny with horns. With the horns, yeah, totally. I don't. <laughs> I was expecting like um, like a griffin or a dragon or something you can like fly and ride around on and terrorize the city or something. Yeah, you know, like a jackalope. Up, just a jackalope. <laughs> Is that you know? because of like where you're based out of, and there's like a lot of the jackalope? sightings and jackalope (laughs) (laughs) or maybe i don't know it's just the first animal that kind of came to mind i'm like you know that'd be really cool to have you know it's kind of mystical i guess yeah say it exists but it doesn't and Uh then i could say hey it really does because look at mine (laughs) (laughs) very cool awesome nick well thank you so much for doing this interview can you tell our viewers where they can uh find your work yeah, so JengaFX.com, J-A-N-G-A-F-X.com. And so, yeah, that's, that's where you can find our work, Twitter, yep. Facebook, anything. Just search that and, and you'll find it for sure. Where, what uh, social media are you most active on? Twitter. Okay. Yeah, Twitter and YouTube. And uh, I do personal posts on LinkedIn and then we do uh, some posts on like our Facebook group. So there's like the Embergen user group mm-hmm. and we have like almost – 1100 members in that right now so wow cool it's pretty good awesome 
All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, thank yeah, you. I can't wait to see the next update. If with the updated UI, am I going to have to like relearn every Embergen or am I nope. just going to be like even more comfortable than I am? You'll now? be even more comfortable. It'll just say, man, it just is so cohesive. It makes so much sense. And like everything's color coded and it's got like little, you know, widgets to tell you like, Hey, this thing's been used here. And then it's got the same little icon at the same place and stuff. You just, you just know what's going on. It's just, yeah. it's really cohesive is all I can say. It's fabulous. Dude, I'm <laughs> so, very excited. Same, same workflow. So, you know, you'll, you'll pick it up like that. So really Perfect. easy. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Nick. Yep. Thanks a lot. Yep. See ya. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening. And remember, make it awesome.